Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord tonight. We're going to the book of John, chapter 7. chapter 7 and let's begin at verse 37 John chapter 7 beginning at verse 37 in the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to minister on this thought. I want to minister on, it starts with believing. It starts with believing. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands. Let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. Dear Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. Dear Lord, we thank you, dear God, for another opportunity, dear Lord, to stand in your presence, oh God, and to call upon your wonderful name. I pray, oh Lord Jesus, that, dear God, you would have your way in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, dear Lord. Help us, Lord, to believe in you. Help us, Lord, to believe in your word. Help us, Lord, to stand firm, O oh God, and believe that we can have the Holy Ghost, O oh Lord. Oh, dear God, and that we need it, dear Lord, that it is our way into the kingdom, almighty God. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We bless your holy name tonight, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. You can be seated tonight house of the Lord. You find out that it is hard for people to believe in what they can't see, what they can't touch with their hands. Uh, We live in a society that We want to be able to see it with our own two eyes. Um, We want to be able to somehow lay hold on it. I'm going to tell you that I learned when I came into the church. And how many know that there's only one church? That God in him going coming down and manifesting himself in the flesh and going to the cross and dying for the sins of humanity. He didn't die for some. That blood was not shed for some, but it was shed for all. Every race, every nationality, God shed his blood for all. And you will find out that he came and he rolled himself in flesh. He went to the cross, he took um, a beating, Um, he was spit upon, crown of thorns was placed on his head, Um, he was pierced in his side, hands, feet, um, you name it. Um, It is taught that when they were done with him that he was unrecognizable. You could not recognize. It's also recorded that there was even organs that were um, exposed and that it was not pretty. I want you to know 
that people preach a pretty Calvary, amen? But I want you to know that your salvation, amen, that it didn't come cheap, amen, that there was a great price. That price was his own blood. And you will find out that when I came into the church, amen, that church that Jesus died for and bled for, that I learned very quickly, amen, that it's going to take me believing in God to get anywhere with God. I was going to have to believe, amen, that first and foremost that he is God and that he is the almighty, amen, and that he is in control of all. How many believe that there is only one God tonight, amen? How many believe, amen, or that you know tonight, amen, that his name is Jesus, amen, and that there is no greater name than that name? Can I remind you that there is power, there is authority in the name of Jesus? Can I tell you something that we don't have to be afraid of the devil, amen? We don't have to be afraid to lift up our voice and call upon that name, amen? Can I just remind us that we pray in that name and that we, healing is in that name and that devils have to flee at the name of Jesus? How many believe that if you begin to invoke the name of Jesus in every situation, amen, that there ain't nothing the devil can do with you, amen. Can I tell you that it's too, uh, it's been too long that we are playing patty cake with the devil, amen. But it's about time we start binding some things, amen, in the Holy Ghost, amen. It's about time we start casting down some things. It's about time we start binding some things. And we need to start loosening some things in the name of Jesus, amen. It's about time that I bind the devil, amen, and let the devil know you have no control over this heart of mine. You have no control in this household. And it's about time that I start releasing some stuff in faith. I release faith in the house tonight, amen. Amen. I release peace. I release joy in the house of the Lord. I will be glad in the Lord tonight. Amen. I will rejoice. I will shout. I will praise the Lord. I believe that God's word is true. I believe when he told Peter that upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I believe that when he told Peter that whatsoever you bind on earth would be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose in earth would be loosed in heaven. Can I tell you tonight, the church, amen, that belongs to the church tonight, amen, can I tell you something that belongs to a people that know their God? That belongs to a people, amen, that have been filled with the Holy Ghost and that have been baptized in the name that is greater than any other name. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. The devil is overcoming some places, amen, because they're not built upon the foundation of the name of Jesus, amen. And it's not built upon prayer, and it's not built upon the Holy Ghost. But I want to know if there's some people that have been praying, amen, and in your time of prayer, you've come to find out that the Lord is able to do what his word says, that you found out that God, amen, is not a man that he should lie, amen, but that God said, I'll comfort your heart, and you found him to be a comforter, you found him to be a healer, I believe in God's word tonight, amen, and I'm so thankful that I'm a part of the true church, amen, that is built upon the rock, amen, and that the devil can't do anything with it. Amen. He can come against it all he want. Amen. But he ain't going to prevail the church. Amen. He ain't going to prevail over a child of God that is walking in the spirit, that is full of the Holy Ghost, whose heart is full of the word. 
I believe. I believe in his word. When I pray, I believe in what God's word is saying. I believe to the point that I begin to pray the word. Amen. I remind God what his word says. I remind the Lord that you said, Lord, in your word that where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. How many believe that is true tonight? Amen. How many believe that we're here tonight? Amen. But we're not here by ourselves. Amen. How many believe that the almighty God is in this house tonight? Amen. And that he is walking up and down these aisles and that he is examining our hearts to see that if our hearts are open to what he wants to do I believe that I believe that and so you will find out that it's hard for people to believe see they can't see those kinds of things and it's hard for them to wrap their minds around the word of God amen because you will find out that this thing Begins with faith. This is a faith thing. Amen. And I must listen. I, there is no amount of dollar. Amen. That can purchase the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter how much I got in my pocket or in my purse. I can't purchase the Holy Ghost with money. But if I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost, I must first believe. I must have faith, amen, that God can give me the Holy Ghost. Listen, I gotta have faith that I need the Holy Ghost, amen. You'll find out that some people think that they are pretty good people. Well, can I tell you, I hate to bust our bubble tonight, amen, but can I just tell you what the Word says? The Word says that there is none that doeth good. No, not one, amen. I'm not good. We're not good. There is nothing good about us, amen. The Bible even tells us that our so-called righteous these are nothing more than filthy rags in the eyes of the Lord. See, I can help as many old people across the street as I want to, amen. I can bake cookies and all that has its place, amen. I can feed the homeless and it has its place in the kingdom of God. But I can't be saved alone by that stuff, amen. I need something that is going to change my nature, amen. I need something that is going to make me me talk right, make me walk right, make me live right, make me be faithful, amen. Can I tell you tonight, we need the Holy Ghost, amen. I need that supernatural power. I need that work that only God can do in my life. Can I tell you tonight, I can't make it without the Holy Ghost. I need God to open up the windows of heaven, and I need God to fill me. I need God to shower down upon my You will find out that the Lord standing here on that great day, day of that feast, you'll find out that the Lord, how many know that Jesus knows exactly what we want, what we have need of? He knows what we have need of. He knows the void that is in our life. Amen. And if Jesus is going to have his way, amen, and if Jesus is going to accomplish anything in our life, amen, you will find out that, listen, he doesn't show up just to show up, amen. He shows up in places where he knows there is a need, amen. You will find out that God shows up in our lives because he knows that we have need of something, amen. And it is a spiritual need. Can I tell you, it's not a coincidence that somebody knocked on your door and 
left a flyer on your door. It's not a coincidence that somebody on your job told you about Jesus' name, baptism. It's not a coincidence that somebody told you about the power of the Holy Ghost. Understand that that's not just, that's not just something that has happened, but there is a God that knows you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You need all of your sins washed away as far as the east is from the west. There's a God that knows that without the Holy Ghost, you can't make it in the kingdom of God. So he puts people in the right place to tell you about his name and to tell you about his glory and to tell you about his power. Can I tell you, I got to believe in what God is trying to accomplish in my life. I got to believe that God knows what he's doing. I got to believe that God's word is true. I got to believe that all of his ways are right. It starts with believing. It starts with believing. Jesus comes into a certain city. And it was a place where he had grew up. And the Bible says he comes there. And they begin to ask the question, is this the one that we're hearing so much about? Surely this cannot be him. We know him. That's Mary and Joseph's son. He's the son of a carpenter. His brothers and his sisters, they dwell here with us. And surely this is not the one that we are hearing such great things about and him working such great miracles. And the Bible says that because of their unbelief that he could not do any great work, but that he could only touch a couple of people. He came there, listen, to do a great work. He came to perform something great in their lives. He knew what they had need of. He knew better than they knew. And he came to perform something great in them. But he could do nothing because of unbelief. Can I tell you, friend, A sure way to lose out with God is to allow unbelief to overtake you. A sure way to lose out on heaven and to lose out on the greatest gift known to man, and that is the Holy Ghost, is to begin to doubt. It is to begin to question. It is to begin to not believe what God's word is saying. I don't know about anybody else, amen, but I want God to perform the work that he came to perform in my life, amen. I don't want unbelief to rob me of my healing. I don't want unbelief to rob me of my blessing. I don't want unbelief to rob me of the Holy Ghost. But I want to come to the Lord, and I may not understand everything, but I want to come to the Lord, and I want to be honest. Lord, I don't know how this all works out, God. I don't know how it's going to come together, God. But I'm seeing in your word that your word says, that I need to go down in your name. I see in your word that your word says I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Your word is telling me to step out of faith. I don't know how it's going to come together, but I come to find out that you're not a liar, Lord, that you have been true since the day have begun, and I come to find out that if anybody's telling the truth, you're telling the truth, God. So I want I want to believe in what you're saying. I want to believe in what you're saying. I want to believe in your word. You will find out that Jesus stands on this great day. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. 
that we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, it don't matter. Amen. Who I know. It doesn't matter who I have a relationship with. I need the spirit of God. Amen. Can I tell you something? It's not going to work without the Holy Ghost. Amen. I can do a lot of things. Amen. I can put myself around people that have the Holy Ghost. But unless I have the Holy Ghost, it does me no good. Can I tell you, friend, this is not the time for us to be playing around. Jesus is on his way back. huh? And I'm telling you, I want to get rooted and grounded in the truth of God's word. And I want to have a made up mind. I want to come like those disciples came. Lord, teach me how to pray, God. I realize I got to know how to pray. God. I got to know how to get a hold of you. I got to know how to enter into that holy place. Amen. Where God begins to shower down on my heart. Teach me. I must believe in prayer in order to pray. I must believe in prayer in order to pray. I must believe that prayer works. I must believe that I'm hopeless without it. I must believe that I'll perish without it. I must believe that the devil will have dominion over me without a life that is filled with prayer. Prayer is where I get my strength. Prayer is where I am filled with that power. Listen, prayer is where I get anointed. Amen. Can I rem- can I tell us that it don't start in a service? Amen. You don't get anointed in a service. Amen. You get anointed before the service comes. Amen. See, I got to get anointed in a prayer room. Amen. I got to allow God to pour that all over me and fill this old heart of mine that when I walk out of that prayer room, I got some things underneath my feet. Amen. How many want to get the devil under your feet? Amen. Can I remind us that's where he belongs? The devil don't belong. Amen. Talking his noise all day long and you're living in fear and you're living in doubt. But if you believe in prayer, amen, somebody have a made up mind. Enough is enough. I've had enough of this. This has been going on too long, amen. It's about time I stand up and I let the enemy know, amen, who it is I believe in. And can I remind us that the name of Jesus is able to put every devil, amen, on the run. Somebody got to put the devil on the run. Somebody got to believe that prayer works. Somebody got to believe the word of God is true. Starts with prayer. Starts with believing. And he stands up here. And he's telling them. He says, if any man thirst, he says, let him him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me. You know, people have many ideas of who Jesus is. They have many opinions of who he is. But Jesus stresses the point that we must believe on him not the way that people on my job say not the way that people in the community says not the way this person down the street around the corner says but I must believe on him as the scripture have said can I tell you something tonight that if we want to know him Amen. That the scripture is going to tell us exactly who he is. Can I tell you something? I don't need to open up a textbook, amen, to find out who he is. Amen. I don't need, listen, philosophy in the opinions of men. Amen. 
if I want to really know who he is, amen, the good book, amen, is going to tell me exactly who he is. The good book is actually going to tell me what it means to believe, amen, and I'm going to find out that that faith or that belief that I have, that I say I have, actions must follow it, amen, not the works of the law, amen, but my actions are going to show, amen, whether I really believe in God. I'm here tonight, amen, because I believe in God. Anybody here tonight because you believe in God? Anybody come to find out that God is a miracle worker and that in the house of the Lord I find my strength there? Matter of fact, I find God's purpose and God's plan for my life. I believe that I was created to worship a one true living God, amen, with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my soul. It starts with believing. I will not be saved if I don't believe in what God's word says and actions follow my believing. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said. Notice he didn't say that's enough. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture have said. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Bible says that he was speaking about the Holy Ghost. That had not yet been given. It had not yet been poured out because Jesus had not yet been glorified. He hadn't died yet. He hadn't given up the spirit yet. He hadn't been buried yet. He hadn't rose from the grave yet. And he hadn't ascended up into heaven yet. He hadn't been glorified. But he said that there is going to come a time that I'm going to pour out my spirit. And you will find out that he is telling them that if you believe on me as the scripture has said, You'll find out that people are believing how others are saying, amen. But I want to believe the way that the scripture has said, amen. And the scripture tells us, he that believeth, Jesus said in himself, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Can I tell you, friend, that sums it up, amen, that baptism, amen, in the name of Jesus, amen, is essential to salvation, amen. I got, listen, baptism is more than an outward sign, amen, but it's a part of my salvation. And without it, I can't be saved. Without it, I can't be delivered. Without it, I can't enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus stands up and Nicodemus comes to him. And you will find out that Jesus tells Nicodemus. He wastes no time to tell Nicodemus. He tells him. That verily, verily, I say unto thee, except you are born of the Spirit, born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus had a hard time understanding what he was saying. Nicodemus thought that he was speaking from a a natural point. Nicodemus is saying, I'm old. What are you talking about? I'm an old man. I can't go back in my mother's womb. And Jesus broke it down a little bit more. How many are glad that Jesus takes the time to break it down for us? He takes the time to break it down for us. And the Bible says that he said, you listen. Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Except the man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so he knew how Nicodemus was thinking. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. 
and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeneth. Thou hearest the sound thereof and canst not tell from whence it cometh. So is everyone, amen, that is born of the spirit. Friend, can I tell you something? If there's anything that I've realized, I gotta be born again. I gotta be born of the water and I gotta be born of the spirit. I believe it. Some will say, well, how do I know that I'm saved, honey? Well, when you look in the Bible and you put your finger on it, amen, and you obey what the Bible says, you are secure, amen. You recognize and you believe and you know with all of your heart, I've obeyed the words of Jesus. And my name is written down in the last book of life. And I don't have to worry about anything. I am saved. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I believe that tonight. I believe it. I believe it. And he says... You got to believe, but you got to believe in the right way. You got to believe the way that the scripture is saying it. The scripture will not guide us wrong. It will not mislead us. But the scripture is going to show us the right way. Listen, the scripture testifies of itself. You'll find out that scripture interprets scripture. Amen. You'll find out that too many people take one scripture and they want to run with it. Amen. And try to build a doctrine out of it. But you better, the Bible says that every word is established, amen, by two or three witnesses, amen. You can't get one, amen, and try to run with it, amen. I got to get a couple, amen. And when I get a couple, it's going to open it up for me, and I'm going to see, amen, and very clearly. I'm going to see, listen, that all throughout the Bible, the scripture testifies that there is only one God, amen, and that it testifies that that name would be wonderful, amen, and we find out that that name, amen, is the name that is greater than any other name, huh? His name is Jesus, amen. Can I tell you again, his name is Jesus, and can I just go ahead and say it so that hell can hear it, amen? His name is not Buddha, it's not Allah, it's not Krishna, it's not Vishnu, but his name is Jesus, and I bow down to Jesus, you're going to find out that every so-called God, there's going to come a day where every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess to that name. Well, on a Sunday night, amen, where everybody's running wild and they're drinking and celebrating St. Patrick's Day, I'm celebrating the fact that I know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm in the house of God and I'm rejoicing about the fact that I have a relationship with Jesus. I know who he is. The scripture shows us very clearly who he is. You got to believe. You find out that this thing, it starts with faith. You'll find out that all throughout the Bible, Prophets spoke about the Holy Ghost. Spoke about the fact that we would be able to come. That God, we would be able to drink from this well that doesn't run dry. You will find out in Isaiah chapter 55. And beginning at verse 1. He said, ho, everyone. That thirsteth. He said, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money. See, it's not going to, you're not going to need money for this. Amen. He said, listen, your money is not going to buy this. Amen. And he that hath not, no, hath no money. Come ye and buy. What am I buy with? I'm going to buy with my faith. Amen. Because that's the only way this thing is purchased. Amen. 
you'll find out and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk, amen, without money and without price. That ain't natural wine, eh? That ain't natural milk, amen? But that is new wine, amen, that he's talking about, amen? Come on, let's go on to verse 2. Let's see what he said. He said, wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread in your labor for that which satisfies not. You'll find out that people are spending their time, they are laboring, they're giving their energy to stuff that will never satisfy you. I'm sorry. I know you need a man, but that man ain't gonna satisfy you. Amen. I know you need money, but money ain't gonna satisfy you, huh? I know you think you need a new car, but that new car ain't gonna purchase your salvation. Do you hear me, huh? Can I tell you, I'm done wasting time on that will never satisfy me. And I want to hearken. You hear what I'm saying? I want to hearken diligently, amen, to what the word is saying. And I want to come to the well that never was dry. And I want to have a made up mind that Jesus is all that I need. The Holy Ghost is all that I need. A man can't do for me what Jesus can. A woman can't do for me what Jesus can. Money can't do for me what Jesus can. I'm riding, I'm dying with Jesus Christ. I'm holding on to his word. Why are you laboring for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligent unto me. Eat ye that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. God is able to cause my life to explode. Amen. He he is able to cause an abundance. Amen. That's what he said. He said, I will give you a more abundant life. I'll tell you something, that Jesus is the only one that can do that. Verse 3. He said, incline your ear. Listen. And come unto me. Hear. And your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Verse 4. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader, a commander to the people. And so you'll find out that the Lord all throughout the scripture, amen, he is inviting us to come, amen. He is sending out an invitation, and he is inviting us to come to him. He is telling us, listen, I'm what you need. You may not know it, but what you have need of, no amount of money is going to fulfill that. No individual is going to fulfill that. What you have need of is only found in me and me alone. You'll find out. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Listen to what he tells them. Very familiar scripture to us all here tonight. Matthew 11, beginning at verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I talked about this scripture this morning. You'll find out that this rest that he is talking about, it's not a natural rest. It's not a rest from physical labor and work. You'll find out, listen, that even in the Old Testament, that the Bible says that the Lord in the law, he established with them about the Sabbath day. He said on this day that you will rest because the Lord rests on the seventh day. You'll find out that they rested. And if anybody got up, and tried to do any work, amen, you'll find out that they were to be stoned, amen. God was serious about this thing. But you'll find out that even that physical rest back in the Old Testament, it did not fulfill what was missing and what was lacking in their souls. How many have test can testify that you can try to get some kind of physical rest, amen, and that it doesn't matter how much you try to rest, you are still thinking about, amen, the problems back at home. You're still thinking about what is going waiting for you when you get back to work. 
work. You're thinking about, yeah, we took this vacation, but the truth is we really can't afford this vacation. Why did we take this vacation? Your mind is constantly going on about what is going on in your life. But how many know that there is a rest, amen, that comes from the almighty God that can put all of that worrying and put all of that fear, amen, and can cause it to cease. He's not talking about a physical rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. And so he is letting us know that this is a spiritual rest, amen? This is a rest that runs a little bit deeper than the physical. This is a spiritual thing. He is promising us here that it would be a rest for our weary soul. How many believe that God can give you rest for your weary soul? I'm talking about people that can't sleep at night, amen, that they are tossing and they're turning at night. I'm talking about people that has to pop pills, amen, to try to find some kind of rest, amen. And I'm going to tell you something, it'll never fulfill, it'll never satisfy I'm talking about people that are taking all kinds of drugs, illegal drugs and prescription drugs, amen, to try to calm, amen, the voices that are in their mind that are telling them that they're no good, that are telling them that they're worthless, that are telling them that you need to do something else with your life, that are telling them that that church thing is a waste of time, that are telling them that you got one life to live and you need to live it up. Can I tell you, friend, that's nothing more than the voice of a devil. Amen. That is trying to rob you of what God has for you. Amen. But I got to believe enough in what God's word is saying and tell the devil, I know who you are. I know what you're trying to do and it's not going to work. I got a made up mind that I'm holding on to the Lord. I'm believing in his word. Believing in what the Lord has said about me. Believing in his purpose for my life. You'll find out that it's hard for people to believe in what God's word says. Isaiah chapter 28. We're going to wrap up, Lord willing, on this. Isaiah chapter 28. And let's begin at verse 8. He says, for all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. God is talking about the condition, amen, of the land, amen. He's talking about Israel, and he's talking about everything that they're involved in and what they're doing. And God is saying that there is no clean place. Verse 9, he says, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. He's talking about the babes, amen. He's talking about those that have a a teachable spirit, amen, that can be taught, amen. You'll find out that there there are some people, you can't teach them nothing, right? You can't tell them nothing, amen. I already know. I already got to figure it out. You can't tell me. I already know. Well, God can't work with a person that already knows everything. Amen. Nobody knows everything. When they said, Lord, we are not afraid to admit that we don't know how to pray. So we need you to teach us to pray. Amen. And so I got to have a teachable spirit that says, Lord, I just want to learn of you, Lord. Just show me the right way, Lord. Whatever you're saying, I'm willing to do. He said, these are the kind of people that I can teach knowledge to and that I can teach doctrine to. Them that are weaned from the milk, drawn from the breast. 
Those that have a childlike faith. Verse 10. You'll find out. Let me stop here. Another thing that is huge in me receiving the Holy Ghost and receiving what God has for me is that I got to have childlike faith. His disciples were standing there and they brought the children to them. And the disciples was like, no, they begin to reject it. They said, no, we ain't got time for all of this. We're taking care of some serious stuff here. And Jesus says, let the children come. And then he used those children to teach them a very valuable lesson. He sought them in the midst of them. And he said, except you become like children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of God. What does that mean? You'll find out that children have faith. They just have faith. Amen. They put their arms out. They believe that somebody's going to catch them. Amen. They, they have, they don't, they're not like us human beings. Amen. That have become jaded. Amen. And so skeptical. Amen. And because it's because of life experiences. Amen. It's because of people that have done us wrong. People that have conned us. People that have said one thing and they meant, they was, they, they meant a whole nother thing. People that said that they would be there only to walk out on us. People that only trampled over our faith. And so it causes us to be a little jaded. It causes us to build up walls. Amen. It causes us to have a little bit of uh, caution about us. Amen. Whether we're going to open up to what is being said. So you'll find out that Jesus knows that. Amen. We're a little sometimes hard around the edges. Amen. We need to be smoothed out a little bit. And so Jesus knows that. And Jesus is saying, unless you can be converted as a little child, you shall not Enter into the kingdom of God. Can I tell you tonight, friend, if there's one thing that I want, I don't want my life, I don't want to put my life experiences and what people have done to me, amen, and how people have lied to me and how people have betrayed me. I don't want to put my life experiences on Jesus Christ, amen, where I cannot open up to what he wants to do in my life and what he wants to accomplish in my life. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. How many know that Jesus has come to do a good work? Amen. Jesus is not like your parents. Amen. That lied to you. Amen. And walked out on you. Amen. Jesus is not like that person that said they loved you. Amen. And after they got what they want. Amen. They were never to be found again. You cannot attach that to my God. Amen. I said it this morning. Let me say it again. God is faithful and when he says I will not leave you, I will not forsake you, that's what he means you can take it to the bank you can believe in every word that he is saying you can believe in it and so we cannot allow our life experiences to cause us not to believe and what the King of Kings is saying. And what the Lord of Lords is trying to accomplish in our life. He says, for precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Line upon line, here a little and there a little. Verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this Verse 12, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause, listen, the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. And so this rest that he is talking about, he is talking about that spiritual rest that we read about in Matthew chapter 11. It's talking about what Jesus was referring to, amen, when he came and he said, he, in verse, in John chapter 7, where he said, he that believeth on me as the scripture have said, 
out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Isaiah is prophesying about the Holy Ghost and about the fact that God would cause the weary soul to rest. Amen. I don't know about anybody else. Amen. But on days that I'm weary and days that I feel burnt out and days that I feel like giving up. Come on. We need to go ahead and be honest. There are days we feel like giving up. There are days we feel like throwing in the towel. But can I tell you what the answer is not? The answer is not throwing in the towel. Amen. And going to the world and saying, I I might as well live it up. Amen. Everybody in that church ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. So I might as well do my thing. The truth is, you're using somebody else as an excuse to quit on God. There is no reason to quit on God. There is no reason, amen, to stop praying. There is no reason to stop coming to church. What I need to do is find a prayer room and let God touch my weary heart. Let God fill me with the Holy Ghost. Let God build me back up. Let God revive me. Let God renew me. I got a man in mind. I never came in here weary, but I'm not living the same way. I came in. I'm going to find an altar. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to lift up my voice. And I'm going to cry, fill me, Jesus. Fill me, Lord. Let us stand tonight. starts with believing. You must believe that you need this. I must believe that I need prayer. That prayer must become a part of my life. My daily life. Listen, that prayer must come first before anything else. Listen, that Prayer will determine how my day is. <laughs> prayer will determine whether I start yelling at that person that cuts me off on the highway. Prayer will determine whether I keep my cool on the job. Prayer will determine whether a smile is going to be on my face or not. I must believe in prayer. I must believe in the house of the Lord and how important it is to get to the house of the Lord. I must believe what the scripture tells us that as we see the day approaching, we see his return approaching, that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That every opportunity that we have, we must take advantage of it. Because the truth is, we don't know when we will be given another. I must believe in the importance of church. I must believe in what Jesus is saying. I must believe on him the way that the scripture is saying. I'm going to tell you something. The influence of loved ones, the influence of family, the influences of, of friends is a very powerful thing sometimes. And that people are more, they are more uh, reliant, reliant on what families, what family says and what friends say. Well, my family said that this is how we've always done it, so this is how we do it. And the response is, is what? Yeah, that's what your family says, but what does God say? Do you know that it's possible that my family could be a little bit wrong? <laughs> I could be wrong. Do you know it's possible that people over our jobs actually don't know what they're talking about? You know, it's possible that people that you come encounter with really don't know what they're talking about. 
And that's why Jesus, he makes those questions that he begins to ask. He makes them personal where we have to answer those questions. We have to respond to those questions. And friend, if we are responding according to what everybody else is saying, we're going to be lost. He asks his disciples, listen, I want to know something. Who do men say that I am? Well, Lord, some say you're Isaiah. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Or just one of the prophets. Okay. Well, who do you say I am? I know what your the, your neighbors are saying, but what do you say? I know what people on the job are saying, but what do you say? I know what Bishop so and so is saying, but what do you say? I know what the televangelist is saying that's got his hands stuck out, and for 1999, your healing is on its way. I know what he said. What do you say? You believe in that? You believe in his words? Or do you believe in what my word is saying? And he said, listen, Lord, you're the son of God. You're the, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, you know, son, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. But that revelation came from the spirit. that believeth on me, as the scripture have said. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Listen, we need the Holy Ghost and we need to be renewed with the Holy Ghost. But each and every day, I must believe that God's way is right. I must believe that this is the truth. I must believe that without it, I'm lost. I must believe that without Jesus, I can do nothing. I cannot overcome not one devil. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that without Jesus, we can do nothing. And I must believe that. And I must not be afraid to confess that. Some people think that they have arrived and they've got it all together. Friend, I don't have nothing together on my own. Can I be honest? Jesus keeps me all together. Amen. Jesus keeps me in my right mind. I want to keep believing in that. I want to trust in that. I want to believe in his word. It starts with believing. It starts. I must believe. He that comes without faith, it is impossible to please. And the person that comes must believe that he is. Believe what? That he is everything. Everything that you need him to be. He is your physician. He is your healer. He is your way maker. He is your deliverer. He is your strong tower. Amen. Can I tell you, he'll be a comforter, amen, in the days that you feel that you're all alone and that you can't call on nobody else and that he, you can't depend on nobody else. There is no greater companion than Jesus Christ. None greater. I want to believe in that tonight. Let us come around the altar tonight. Let us come with our hands lifted. Let's come with our voices raised. And let us... Lord, there are so many things that come against us, Lord, and test our faith, oh God, oh Lord, and that tries to cause us, Lord, to doubt and try to cause us to question, oh Lord, oh sweet Jesus, oh God, but renew my faith, oh God, oh Lord, renew it tonight, oh God, help me, Lord, to believe in you, Lord, more tonight, Lord, than I ever have, oh God. Lord, we've seen you, Lord, perform time and time again. We've seen you come through time and time again, Lord. We've seen you heal, Lord. We've seen you provide, Lord. Oh, God, we've seen you make a way, Lord. We've seen you remove all obstacles, oh, God. We've seen you open up doors, Lord, day after day, oh, God. 
And we believe, Lord, that you're going to continue, dear God, to make a way for us, Lord. We believe, Lord, that you're going to continue, Lord, oh God, to provide. You're going to continue, Lord, to strengthen. We believe, Lord, that you're going to fill the house, oh God. Lord, that you're going to fill our hearts, Lord. Lord, that you're going to save us, Lord, and keep us saved, Lord, from the wrath to come, Almighty God. We believe in you, Jesus. We believe in you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice and lift up your hands and call on the name of the Lord. Oh, God, we need your strength, oh, Lord. We need your strength.